Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, Guy Master. This week we take a break from Exalted and our usual crew as we dive into our off-season episodes. This week we are playing a game that I actually wrote, Flavortown, the Guy Fieri micro-RPG. This is a game I wrote after a rapid-fire Twitter conversation with Megan Dornbrock of the excellent Modifier podcast. This is a game meant to be played quickly and lightheartedly, and is my first real trip into the game design rodeo. If you were interested in the game, please take a look at the show notes. This week, we are joined by some wonderful improvisers from the National Comedy Theater, where I regularly perform. These performers are Jason Pugh, Spencer Amrine, and, as always, Lenny Masias. I do want to say that the content in this episode is a little more over-the-top than our usual fare, so beware that particularly one bit of homage to Alfred Hitchcock gets pretty wacky in this one. Before we start, you may have noticed our new logo, designed by one of my best friends in the world, Alex Marin. She doesn't have much of a web presence at the moment, so I can't refer you to a site where you can look at more of her excellent work. As soon as she does, though, I will let all of you know. I also want to say that if you like the show, and these off-season ventures with new performers, where we get to experiment a little, we are going to be launching a Patreon campaign as we enter Season 2 which will make more of this and continued improvement of the on-season show, including infrastructure that makes the return of Rizzo to the show, something which allows us to bring the quality of the show to the next level. Keep listening for more Patreon updates, and thank you for listening every week. Now, right before we get started, I do want to say that our theme song this week is Country Shuffle by Dave Depper. And now, let's jump right in. Hey, and welcome to a very special episode of Swallows of the South. We are going to be playing a game that I designed and wrote called Flavortown, the Guy Fieri micro RPG. And I think that we're just going to go ahead and dive right in and get started by going around and introducing all of our players this week. So why don't we start with you, who is sitting right across from me? Hi, I'm Spencer. Excellent, Spencer. (laughs) Thank you for the rousing introduction. Anything notable or interesting you'd like to say about yourself as you introduce yourself to the audience here? Um, I'm actually a five-foot Chinese man. (laughs) No, that's just, that's actually a lie. He's trying to make himself sound a lot more interesting than he is. There's not a lot to say about me. I go to school and I go to work. That's my whole life. Excellent. I'm glad to see that your improv training is just refined and on point today. But... In the spirit of Flavortown, why don't you tell me about the most just blatantly excessive meal you've ever had? Just the depths of excess. Over the top? Hmm. Well, have you heard of a place called The Hash House? Because I gotta say, their portions are just the definition of gluttony. They are the pinnacle of this country and everything it stands for. Like a pancake is, I'd say, as big as your head, but your head's not big enough to, to compare. I've been to The Hash House. Yeah, it's just the portions are... The most grotesque thing you've ever eaten in your <laughs> life is a very large pancake cake <laughs> no i mean i've eaten like organs that are not typical but <laughs> well, hold the phone <laughs> bury the lead much <laughs> like i thought you just meant excessive like over the top in size or in i'm looking more for content here display can be a um, factor on a dare i ate a cow uterus not a raw one <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an important <laughs> distinction all right well on the note of cow uterus why don't you go ahead and give us a quick description of your character. Introduce right. us to them. Let us know what they're about. So imagine, if you will, you're in a dark bar and it's late at night 
early in the morning, actually, two in the morning, and a tall northeastern glass of water walks through the double doors. He's a soft-spoken man in a button-up shirt and tie and black slacks and shiny shoes, weighing no more than 110 pounds, and he's six feet tall. Goes by the name of Glenjamin Glutton, and he lives alone. Uh, he's, he's a new town arrival. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, how about we move this bad boy counterclockwise, at least from where I'm sitting? I, I believe that goes to me if I that- understand clocks well <laughs> enough. Um, uh, hello, my name is Jason. I've been performing improv for the past eight years. As far as bad foods for you, uh, I would say pretty bad thing is I work at a, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to say the name. I don't know if I'm supposed to make plugs like that, but a certain Australian-themed steakhouse. Oh, kookaburras. <laughs> oh, <of course>. yeah. <laughs> uh, boomerangs. Uh, anywho. Rhymes with belt back? <laughs> yeah, rhymes with belt back. They have some pretty horrendous things going on right now, namely the loaded bloomin' onion, which is a deep fried shucked onion with cheese fries in the hole that is made in the middle. Uh, and they dip it in ranch. Really good stuff. Also, oh. a big Slater's 50-50 guy, the PB&J burger. Mm. Some sweet potato fries on the side. That's uh, that's the biz. And today I will be playing as I'll be playing as Big Shrimpin'. I would say he's probably about in his late. 40s, I would say, from right on the rivers of Mississippi, as he likes to put it. Late 200, early 300s, as far as pounds go. Uh, <laughs> hasn't hasn't walked in probably about 20 years. He's been sauntering for the past 20 years uh, <laughs> to make room for his large featured girth just, just hangs in front of him. Big old belly, this guy. And, uh, you know, he he likes it sloppy. He likes getting his fingers dirty and he likes getting all sorts of bits all up in his beard. Okay, I have an important additional question for you as you're describing Big Shrimpin'. Absolutely. I'm seeing rolled up sleeves and suspenders. Is that? That's accurate. Yeah. Flannel, definitely rolled up flannel sleeves, suspenders with jeans. The suspenders doing their best, constantly needing readjusting. Uh, (laughs) And you can, for the sake of your imaginations at home, just sweating profusely. Regardless of the situation, they find themselves in a walk-in freezer. It's his body mass that's making him sweat, not the temperature around him. Oh, that <laughs> that glass on the door will instantly fog. <laughs> oh, there's no chance. He only drives a uh, Cadillac convertible because anything with any locked box will immediately just steam up. All right, and let's finish it out with our last player, a familiar face to the audience, or at least a voice. <laughs> hey, if you if you've been looking up her face, you should probably stop that. Mm. Unless you're one of like the select 10 people that I interact regularly with on Twitter and who might have seen her tagged in posts. Hi, it's Lenny. I regret to inform you that once again, I will be playing another annoyingly voiced character. I will spare your ears on the day I die. Let us hear about your best trash food incident. I don't know that I can really recall one, but I can wow. tell you that I have cried while eating mashed potatoes. And so it was overall a very messy experience to be sobbing because of these mashed potatoes. I was crying because the mashed potatoes were so good. It wasn't wow. like I was sad. I just ate them and started sobbing. Okay, so I asked you a question to bear your soul about the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten, and you just slipped a brag in there, Lenny. You're bragging about these potatoes that you ate. See, the worst part is they were my boyfriend at the time's potatoes, and I was just eating his potatoes. Oh, see, I thought you were a kid. This happened like... 
a year ago. No, she was. Happened? <laughs> I'm I'm really trying to think of a gross food experience that I've had. Like you ever been to the county fair? Ever eat any of the food that they got up in there? They got some high octane stuff there. It's just like fried stuff, not to steamroll you, Lenny. Sorry. No, it's okay. I just I don't think I've had a less than classy experience when it comes to well, food. Aren't you just the princess? Oh, one time I ate so much popcorn that I vomited all the popcorn up. So mm. that was really gross. I just gorged myself in popcorn. Sounds like a typical trip to the movies for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I once made a write-in employee quit because I, I, leaving Sioux Plantation, I it finished it off as you normally do with a brownie covered in chocolate ice cream and chocolate sauce. And so I went into the write-in afterward and uh, felt so sick that I knew I couldn't make it to the bathroom in the back of the building. Took one step, vomited on the floor, classic cleanup aisle, whatever. Lady walks up, sees it, drops the mop on the floor and walks out of the building. Oh my God. She, I don't know what she thought it was, but it was, it was rank. So... <laughs> I have that to my name. <laughs> I, I, I live with that curse every day. <laughs> That's pretty rough. So how about you tell us about your character, aside from the fact that they've got an irritating vocal tenor, which, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so my character's name is Shelly, and she has also recently moved to Flavortown. But there's something about her that makes it seem like, A, it's not a permanent move to Flavortown. She's there for a reason. And B, there's a lot to know about her. There's more than meets the eye. And when you look at her, there's something about her that's a little bit familiar. Awesome. All right, so now that we have a sense for all of our characters, let's actually get started with this bad boy. Open. Camera pans up slowly. You see wheels rolling down the highway. Slowly they pan up, and you can see the body of a red, bright red convertible with some flame decals on it. You're about to pop up. You think that you're going to see a face in profile, but slowly, the camera's turning behind you. You see a large frame, frosted tips, and the foot hits the gas pedal hard. Skid marks on the highway, and we immediately fade into a scene where, on a Tuesday at 11 a.m., what is Glenjamin up to? Where is he? What's he doing? Well, he's already been up for seven hours. His day is good and over with, basically. He's uh, hanging around the house, drinking his vitamin water, and watching game shows with his cat. What's his cat's name? It's also Glenjamin. Awesome. Just as they are about to spin the Wheel of Fortune, there's a loud rapping knock at your door. I'm startled, because he doesn't get many visitors. And he approaches the door slowly, and through the, through the eye hole, he peers who's at the front door. So this is a figure that you've seen associated with the Flavortown Town Council. It's a middle-aged man, loosely thinning hair, robust mustache. He's wearing a tweed sports jacket, but he's got a bowling shirt underneath it, and he is holding in his hand a piece of paper that is wrapped in fine gold foil with a seal closing the envelope. But the seal itself is a, it's a glass of beer, but this is a man who you know by the first name of James, and he's knocking. All right, I answer the door. Say, hello, James. Mr. Glutton, it's good to see ya. Uh, I hope that you've been getting yourself settled into Flavortown just all right. Who the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> just That's just my cat. Pay no mind to Glenjamin. Oh, his, his name's also Glenjamin. Great. Awesome. So, look, big news. Big news. I got some huge news for you here in this envelope. You've been selected by random lottery of the citizens of Flavortown to prepare a meal for our town's uh, most famous 
personage who we have on good authority will be arriving at 7 p.m. tonight. We need you to report to the town center ASAP. And he hands this letter over to you. I accept your letter, sir. There's much work to be done before the competition. I must prepare. Indeed. Glenjamin needs a haircut. And I need a haircut. Me, Glenjamin. I'm starting to have trouble tracking all of what's going on here with the two Glenjamins. Look, I'm going (laughs) to report to the town hall as soon as you can. If you want to bring your cat, you can bring your cat, but... I am going to advise you to keep it out of the kitchens. We do try to maintain a sanitary... Yes, of course. The cat will be nowhere near the kitchen. You can count on that. That sounded a little bit ominous to me. Uh, Just a... Oh, all right. You know what? I'll see you you soon. Just remember... I'll I'll see you first. You might. You might. Just remember the whole town's reputation's on the line. I won't let you down. I lean in to whisper that. And he sweats, pooling up around his brow. You can see his cheeks grow flush. And then we see the door shut, transitioning into a scene where, at around the same time, what's Big Shrimpin' up to? Uh, Big Shrimpin' is in his truck in a nearby field close to his house. Uh, He has a chain wrapped around the trailer hitch of his truck, and the other end is wrapped around what is a really crude-looking tree stump. And he's pulling it out, got the uh, driver's door wide open, leaning halfway out, looking over his shoulder to see if this tree stump's coming out, just ripping up mud. Ooh, yeah. Are we seeing that smoke coming up out of the tires, just just pushing this thing to its absolute limits? It's really, it's trying. It's, it's partially the inability of the truck, definitely partially the inability of the driver as well. Doesn't want to push it too hard, just kind of like alternating between looking over the left shoulder at the stump to see if it's still in and then pressing the gas pedal because he just straight up does not have the flexibility to both push with his right foot on the gas pedal and look over his left shoulder (laughs) at the same time. Uh, Looking over the left shoulder is really more of a whole upper body exercise. All right. So at one point he's looking back at the stump and then he turns around and in front of him, suddenly in front of his truck is a figure, sports coat, bowling shirt, and a letter like the one that was given to Glenjamin. Big Shrimpin', how's it going? Well, hello there. You better uh, you better watch out for the front of the truck. I'm about to pull this sucker right out oh, of yeah, the ground. Oh skirt, yeah, skirting around. Don't want don't to get mixed up in there. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, be, be careful. This this baby's got quite a couple horses under the hood, and I would hate to have them gallop right over you. Oh, yeah. No, that that sounds like a mess I do not want to get mixed up in. Oh, boy. Uh, have you heard the news, though? You know, I uh, haven't been inside today. I was uh, I woke up a little bit late, woke up around 10, and I knew that I had to take care of this, so I didn't have time to turn on the TV. Uh, so I would say I would say no. I would say no. Well, turns out the big guy's coming back to town. Oh. He's going to be here this evening. You'll see. Yeah, we... Did the customary lottery to determine who's going to be cooking his meals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looks like you and a couple others have been selected. Get right out of town, me? Yeah, you. Oh, boy. We're going to need you to report to town hall as soon as you possibly can. I don't know if you want to leave that stump rooney here or you want to drag it down with you, but oh, yeah. here's your uh, official Flavor Town invitation. Oh, thanks. Let me let me just wipe my hands off on my jeans real quick. I, I, I greatly appreciate this, and I will be there. Uh, I will leave the stump. Stump's probably not going anywhere. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. What time is the town hall meeting at? Just, one, one more time? Just, one more time. look, the big guy's going to be here at 7 o'clock, but mm-hmm. as soon as you, you humanly possibly can, we're going to need you to get down to the town hall so that you can convene with your co-chefs. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go inside and change my shirt, and then I'll probably unhick unhitch this uh this tree stump and then uh, i'll head right out 
That'll please, be me. please do. I will. Please yeah, do. yeah. I'd, that, I'd stay. I'd stay around to help you unhitch the thing, but I, uh, I do have to, you know, take this down to the last recipient. So. No, no, I understand. Let me, let me just uh, hop out of the truck road here. I'll, I'll shake your hand before you leave. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Thanks for swinging by. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, have a good one. Firm, firm but clammy shake as ever. Oh, sorry. I've been wiping sweat off my brow all morning. Huh. All right. So we then transition to Shelly. What is Shelly doing and where is she? So Shelly is in her home, which is a small apartment somewhere close to the center of the city. All the windows are covered. They all have black curtains in front of them. And Shelly is sitting inside on the one couch, eating some chips, watching the cooking channel and sobbing aggressively her makeup is runny her dark hair is matted and she's just gently consuming chips aggressive sobbing gentle consumption of chips hard knock at the door she puts the bowl of chips down quickly but quietly and scampers over to the bathroom standing on the toilet shifts the curtain just a little bit so that she can see who's standing in the doorway and this is again your good friend james from the town council i mean you probably wouldn't describe him as a good friend well that's about how Half of Flavor Town or so would describe him. Standing there, letter in hand, suit jacket on, even though it is unseasonably hot, and he's uh, pulling at his collar to get some airflow in there, and he knocks at the door again. She watches him intently, barely breathing. Look, I'm, I'm going to need you to come out. This is important town business. What do I have to do with important town business? When you signed your lease, you agreed to enter yourself into a lottery for the occasion upon which Guy Fieri should return to the town. And... Guy Fieri? Yep. Uh, there's statues of the guy all over the place. Here? Have you? Yeah. Yeah, here. Well, that's the worst news I've heard all day. Excuse me? Excuse you? You live in Flavortown. This place is practically a, an altar to the man. It has cheap rent. All right, well, like the guy or not, you've been selected by random lottery to cook the man's homecoming meal, and we're going to need you to report down to the town center as soon as you can. Well, I'm not cooking Guy Fieri anything. Okay, you know what? You're going to have to, because that's kind of the whole goddamn concept. <laughs> she steps down from the toilet and walks over to the front door, opening it. Just a smidgen. The lock that holds the door in place, still bolted. A little chain lock, you know. She peers through the small gap that has appeared between the door and the frame. Look, we don't all like to do our civic duty, but sometimes we all have to do it. I'm assuming that you voted in the last election. I'm assuming that you pay your taxes. And now I'm going to need you to report to the town center so you can cook a meal for the big guy. And what happens if I don't? Well, then I'm afraid that... We're going to have to file a lawsuit against you for violations of your the terms of your your lease, first and foremost, and also of town regulations. You will have broken about 30 separate zoning codes. I, I can't be in a lawsuit. Then you're going to have to report down to the town center. Well, fine, stranger. She snatches the envelope out of his hand. Okay, I, I'm a stranger now. <laughs> led, led the welcoming committee when you moved into the town and... All right. She slams the door shut. Sweet baby Jesus. We now cut to the town center and the room in which you have been directed to to have this meeting about the meal that you're going to cook for Guy Fieri. Everybody give me a quick rundown of an element of note in the room. Some element of the decor or the furniture or something atmospheric going on in here. All the booths are, as my mother would like, covered with tiny pictures of dogs. What kind of dogs? Poodles. Poodles and 
uh, Huskies. They were her favorites. They have the most personality. Mike, like myself, I have many personalities. All right, so what's the element that you're going to introduce into this poodle and husky bedecked town town council meeting room? Um, I would say that all of the windows are wide open because it's so hot, and they have <laughs> they have but they have like the screens on them. But the screens look like when you pull the filter out of a dryer and it's just covered in dryer lint. It's like I would say a soft eighty percent lint covering these screens, so really no air is getting in. And the twenty percent that's not covered in screens just moth city from the outside, uh, just getting really hammered by little bugs. All right, and then Lenny, what are you gonna throw into this mix? So it's clear that the people of Flavor Town are very talented individuals, or at least they think they are. And on the entire roof of this town council room, much like the Sistine Chapel, there is intricate artwork, not the best quality, but definitely a lot of dedication, of little cherubs that look like Guy Fieri. I can't fucking... (laughs) (laughs) And they are all... (laughs) Each cherub is holding a food-serving dish with a different food item on it. And they're little baby bodies, but with just adult Guy Fieri faces. (laughs) And they are just all over the ceiling. As scores of the little big guy look down upon you in this muggy, muggy room with its dog print booths, the three of you have assembled. And the woman who led you in says, as she is about to turn to close the door, I'm just going to need y'all to figure out what you're going to cook for the big guy and then just let us know when you've decided that and we'll do what we can to get you your ingredients. But there's some stuff that, you know, you might have to go ahead and take care of yourselves. Um, Certain ingredients might be, you know, difficult to attain and there's only so much pull that the town council has, you know. So just go ahead and let us know when, when you got that figured out and then... You know, we'll give you guys leave to collect anything that we cannot provide for you and then to undergo with the actual preparations of the meal. Uh, that sound good to y'all? Yeah, that works just fine. Yes. Well, sure. All righty then. So I guess I'll leave you creative little geniuses to it. <laughs> All right. No, but seriously, if you if you need me, just holler. Thank you, ma'am. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the last time someone called me little. Let me just grab a seat real quick. <clears throat> Glenn shoots a dirty look over at Big Shrimpin'. Haven't haven't seen you come around uh, the house since Mother died. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, it's been it's good to see you though. Great to see you again. D- don't touch me. Oh, I apologize. Just Do you two know each other? Uh, we used to. We used to run in similar circles. He would visit my mother, uh, and I would be forced to wait outside the house until he left. Well, that's concerning. Just talking about grown up stuff. Um, yes, yeah, so it was always important business. Yeah, so uh, a boy had no part of. Yeah, yeah, standard, standard stuff. Look, I want to be done with making this meal as soon as possible. Oh boy! So let's meal, get started. The meal is going to be a masterpiece for our, for our master, for our Lord, our Lord and Savior, Guy Jesus Fieri. <laughs> God rest his soul. Jesus Christ. Listen, are, are it's going to be a masterpiece, but I feel like it's not going to be the masterpiece that you're thinking it's going to be. It's going to be. There's going to be meat. Oh, there has to be. Oh, oh, you got that right. There has to be meat. Oh, there's going to be meat. Well, is it, it going to be sauteed, smoked? What are we going to do with it? Fillet it? Boiled. Boiled. 
Are you mad? I might have to throw a challenge flag in on that one. Um, Boiled gets it the most tender. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree, actually. A, lo- a lot of people think that lamb or veal would be the most tender, but there's a tender, there's a more tenderer meat of embryo. Embryo meat? Is that legal in the United States? I've never heard of that one. Where does it come from? What kind of animal does that come off of? Is that a steer or a pig? It- Comes from all sorts of animals. All right, all right. So it's just a certain kind of cut. I believe he's talking about. You've ever had a chicken nugget? Mad things. Chicken I, nuggets, I, McDonald's. Are you asking if I've had chicken nuggets? That's no. all embryos. I've never. I, I would never eat that kind of garbage food. So that's out the window. Well, it's I mean, window, I'm all on board for chicken nuggets, but I feel like that doesn't really suit the. It occasion. has to be suitable for guy. I doubt he can get that out like any any run of the mill drive through, but that's not that's not what we're looking for. And then what do you have? What do you have a, an idea of Uncle Shrimpin'? Okay, it's Big Shrimpin'. Thank you. Mom uh, made okay. call you Uncle. Well, I'm not going to argue that one. All right, let me, let me ask two of you to close your eyes. All right. Now imagine that there's... My eyelids don't close all the way. You can, you can just imagine it then. Right. You can keep your eyes open, but just imagine it in front of you. So imagine you see a big red smoker. And this bad boy's been going for days. And I mean days. At least four. You walk up, and you open that door, and there's just a big, greasy pork loin hanging right there in the middle. This, this picture is making my asthma. Oh, that's what I like to hear. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make a lot more than your asthma kick up, trust me. <laughs> Pull that baby out. You braising it with all sorts of herbs and spices, and then you get a baller, like a melon baller, but we're not using melons here. You get a bunch of, bunch of mac and cheese, right? You take it, you put it in this melon baller. Pour Parmesan cheese on top of it, and then you bake it in the oven for about twenty twenty five. You know, get it nice and you know, like crunchy on the outside. Just pour a little bit of sweet honey on top. That's that's Daddy's secret right there. That's why they call that me sounds, Big Shrimp. Sounds delicious, Uncle Shrimpin. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, as grotesque as that sounds, I think that just might work. Oh, oh, that was just one side. The big man is not going to eat one side. Good lord. We are talking about the guy, after all. Please continue, Uncle Shrimpin. <laughs> I mean, if you're making me... He's the will. only one here with ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to continue going. And if you will, uh, let me just... Might I suggest... sweat off. Might I suggest a potato side dish? Oh, you can suggest a whole lot more than that. Keep going. Um, I like to have uh, boiled potatoes. Oh, you and that boiler... I don't know. It's the only way to ensure our food is completely decontaminated. What are you going to do after you boil it? I I serve it. I serve it plain. I can't deal with this food pornography. (laughs) (laughs) Food pornography is my favorite. I I eat the potatoes with salt. Oh. Only salt. One spice? Salt is the spice. That's the one spice you use? That's awful. Any kind of sauces on I'm there? Open to, I'm open to suggestions. I'd love to see some sort of sauce on well, you should I pride myself sort of, on not being a difficult person. Put some cilantro, put a little bit of zesty pumpernickel on it. Ooh. Mother says cilantro makes me think impure thoughts. You know what thoughts impure? The thought of me going down on those potatoes while they're smothered in a smoky <laughs> bourbon ranch. Well, you can both calm down. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, my jowls are dropping a little bit of dew right now. Let <laughs> More me dab than just that your off. jowls are oozing right now. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I'm perspiring, okay? The AC's going right out the windows. I'm not feeling it. How about a nice salad? Hmm? Like a potato salad? No, salad. like I a like a salad. salad. I like a salad. 
a salad with some honey-covered walnuts on it. And, and some mushrooms. No, mandarin. I grow mushrooms in my backyard. I don't. I could saute some of them mushrooms in butter and toss them on a burger for you if you like. God is good. I was thinking of uh, and you have no class. Oranges, just orange slices, and and perhaps oranges. a little bit of, of kale, just to add yes. some crunch to the salad. Yes. How about some normal food, gentlemen? Yeah, I'm liking the idea of the salad. We can feed it to some steer, and then we'll take the steer and lop their heads off, and then uh, yes, take the meat off. Or we can uh, feed it to Guy right Fieri and be bones. done with it all. Good lord! I mean, you seem like you're not a fan of the guy. I'm here because I, I have to be. I've noticed you have a negative tone when talking about him. It makes me very uncomfortable. You wouldn't like me when I'm uncomfortable. I'm not quite partial to your tone either there, ma'am. Let's just say I've met him before and I want to be done with this. You've you've met him before? Wait. You've met the guy? Where'd you see him? What was he like? Nowhere in particular. What did he smell like? What do you expect him to smell like? Like heaven. What was he eating at the time? Tell me about it. He smelled like grease and he was eating grease. What kind of tobacco does he chew? Oh. I don't know. We didn't spend time together for long. That's a shame. That's that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. Wish I'd been in that room. Certainly don't. So salad and... Potatoes. Potatoes and... And a big old pork loin. Oh, boy. Big old pork loin. A big old pork loin. It's settled. We'll start immediately. All right. So this is the part of the game where now that you have your base meal of this pork loin, this baked mac and cheese, employing the melon baller, these potatoes and this salad, it's up to each of you to introduce either a spice, a cooking technique or some other sort of addition to this meal that will take it from the mundane to the mythical. Each of you needs to suggest one such thing that is difficult to acquire, and that will establish the gangsta flavors toward which you are working for this meal. Well, it seems like your pork loins and my salad have something in common, and that's honey. And I've heard... That's the mac and cheese balls. You're thinking of the mac and cheese balls with the honey. I must have heard you wrong. I'm sorry, then I was thinking of the mac and cheese. I have no time for this indolence! Well, you better make time for honey, honey. And I've heard that just 40 miles out is the best damn honey that this entire state has seen. It comes from the Queen Bee's beehive. Queen Bee's? Yes. They're the biggest honey distributors in the Southwest. I've heard that. I've also heard that getting your hands on this is not easy. Why can't we just buy it at the store? (laughs) Because they only distill it in February. Fair enough. But I think we can get our hands on some of it now. I'm on board. Yeah, that sounds sounds quite good. Yeah, let's just go right down there. I know where there's a hole in the fence. I hang out there a lot. You hang 40 miles out to hang out at a hole in a honey factory. No, just outside of it. I just know there's a hole in the fence. I like the sounds of the bees buzzing. It's very therapeutic. Well, I've heard these are very aggressive bees, so they make a lot of noise. I know. I'm excited. Well, I can drive us there. I got my truck out back if we want to take that, too. There's only two seats in the cab, so someone's going to have to ride in the tra- in the uh, bed. Can I bring my bicycle? It'll fit in the bed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an extra I'll long. bring my bicycle. Yeah, you can just toss that right in the bed. That's no problem. There's a liner in there, and uh, it's, a, it's pretty heavy duty. You know, it's, it's got the eight-foot bed, you know, in case I want to store some lumber or anything like that. I guess I won't drive. I mean, you could drive if you <laughs> like. I, I don't just... trust her to drive. Okay, I'll drive. That's that's all right. I'm a pretty, pretty good driver. She's, she's a newer comer than I am. Never mind that. That's... I mean, it's, it's, a, it's true. Yeah. That is a fact. I don't want to get into That's it. That's correct. What matters is that I'm here now. All right. So we've got our first flavor. How about 
We now move on to our second flavor, and once we've got the whole spread of flavors, we'll decide which one we want to tackle first. So the potatoes are a very select breed that the Irish, uh, the IRA controls strictly. It's where they get most of their income in this region of the country. Mm. They're supposed to be a shipment coming through, dropping off uh, their raw potatoes at the local In-N-Out. If we uh, dress up as food inspectors and stop the truck before delivering their payload, we can make off with plenty of the golden doubloons before anyone notices they're even gone. The the doubloons are the taters. The doubloons are the taters, Oh, okay. Yes. Got it. Yeah, thank you. I'm on board. They yeah. have In-N-Out's this far east? There's one. Just this, just one. Well, you learn something new every day. Yeah, I've been there. Flavortown is a, everyone wants to be in Flavortown. There's one of every restaurant. Yeah, that's a fact. Everyone knows that. Well, I certainly don't want to be in Flavortown anymore. You know, I don't know how I feel about your lack I, of patriotism when it comes to Flavortown, considering we're the three top representatives for the remainder of the day until the big guy gets here. So I'd love it if you could just, I, you know, just, just table that. We elected randomly, and I try to decline. My mother wouldn't have approved. I don't approve. Sounds an awful lot like draft dodging to me, with that, which I'm uh, terribly uncomfortable with. Well, you um, can both shove your approval up your ass. She said a bad word. What? Which? Which one? She said the A word. We are not allowed to say the A word. There was once a time when I wasn't allowed to say ass either, but for now she I said will. it again. Oh, oh, that one. All right. I see. I see. I didn't catch that one the first time. I apologize. Well, now you're just making an ass out of you and me. I've covered my ears, so I don't know what you're saying anymore. You'll have to plan without me. All right, so we've got IRA-controlled potatoes <laughs> making a drop-off at the in and out and we need one more. Now, <clears throat> when it comes to smoking this pork loin, there is one smoker in particular that I had in my mind when I was putting that image in the, in y'all's head. Unfortunately, this, uh, this smoker is the one that my grandpa used when i was just just a boy thankfully he moved from mississippi on down to uh flavortown as well he lives up in north county but um it's fixed onto his back patio it's uh it's a big it's a big old smoker it's big it's red it's got plenty of vents you know it's got shelves that can fit anything you like especially the big old pork loin i'm thinking that we're gonna get you know it, it is permanently fixed back there and he's still kicking my grandpa and when i say kicking i mean kicking like a mule uh and he's not gonna part with that thing easy you know his mind's been slipping for a long time lord knows what he's gonna do when we go in there and just try to get that thing unbolted from the ground he's not gonna be cool he's he's gonna lose it but we're gonna have to deal with that to get that smoker on out of there because we we cannot cook this pork loin without that smoker that thing's been cured by at least a hundred years of smoking and it's just got the flavors in the walls. Those are the flavors that we need. Is it going to fit in the back of your car with his bike? In the back of my truck? Yeah, it's an eight-foot bed. It's uh, it's reinforced. You know, it's um, it's it's heavy-duty, four-wheel drive. If if you like, you can have two wheels as well. But <laughs> what would I use two-wheel drive for? I could absolutely fit this guy's bike and the smoker. Well, I I don't think you fully understand how big this bed is. See, I once I once cut down a Christmas tree that was growing in my backyard, and I put it in there, and it didn't touch any of the four sides, and that was like a at least a six foot tree so let me it's a big it's a big bed don't, don't you worry about that oh, let me let me worry about the bed okay well as long as i don't have to sit in it i'm fine oh yeah you'll be riding shotgun up with me will i fit in the cab yeah. i mean if i fit you fit honey don't you worry about that well i hope today goes by as fast as possible 
I, I heard something that sounded a little bit like general consensus with an underscore of discontentment. <laughs> that sounds about right, yeah. All righty, well. Can I uncover my ears now? Yeah, go go ahead, honey. I can read lips. Or what's this talk about a hundred pound mocha or a hundred something? Don't be making assumptions. All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and cut through this tension here. If you can go ahead, give me give me the basic rundown. I'll just collect these notes on what you're preparing. I'll get you your ingredients, and then I can have y'all exactly on your way. All right, so which of these flavors do you guys want to tackle first? Pork loin. <laughs> We're going to smoke the pork loin. I agree that we should go for the smoker first. That way we can uh, put the pork loin in the smoker while we retrieve both the potatoes from the <laughs> IRA and the queen bee honey for both the Kid Mac balls and the salad. I agree with Jason's resounding original thought. Thank you. We cut to an exterior shot of Big Shrimpin's grandpa's house. What is the aesthetic vibe of this place? Grandpa Shrimpin lives in a pretty rundown shack. Fishing nets hanging out just to dry, despite the fact that they would dry relatively quickly. Front door is only a screen door. There's no solid thing there at least one car just gutted and lying in the front yard okay as you pull up in the truck the screen door on a small gust of wind opens up and then slams shut and kind of flutters in the door frame a couple of times the car is set into park and you begin to approach the house just to let y'all know i haven't been here in about uh about five, ten years, I you know. I can see why it's a disgusting pigsty. Think of the germs. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit run down. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if he's deceased inside. Um, we'll have to, we'll probably find that out. Oh, uh, no, you would be able to smell the dead body. I don't smell dead body. Well, I certainly smell something, and I don't like it. Mm. So right. let's get out of here as fast as possible. Not without the smoker. Obviously not without the smoker. Lead the way, Uncle Shrimpin. Yeah, I'll just head on in there. So the the screen door opens up. You enter the house. You are right along a stairwell, like a staircase heading straight up. It smells like musty wood, uh, slightly damp in here. There's definitely an air in this place of it being on the verge of precipitation at all times. And as the door pops into place behind you, immediately you hear, Oh, is that somebody coming in? Oh, who's there? Is that another raccoon got in the door? Grandpa Shrimpin, it's me. In the living room, where you at? I'm upstairs. I've been upstairs for a while. I, oh, I can't. I can't help muscle the strength to get down. All right. Uh, I brought two friends over. We'll, we'll be up and we'll be up in one sec. Friends is a loose term. We're not friends. I, I hope. I hope they got some lifting power on them, boy. Cause it, it, it's go, it's gonna be an old an old deal. What to get me up the stairs? All right, one of y'all want to go first. It's going to take me a minute to get up these. Yes, c- come on. Follow me. Shelly. Shelly. My name is Shelly. Follow me, Shelly. Unfortunately, it's... sure. Well, I, I hear a lot of negativity down there. You know that I don't like people coming up here and harshing my vibes. It's true. He doesn't like his vibes to be harsh, so if y'all would just... Just tune it up a little bit. It's a little hard to have a positive attitude in what feels like a graveyard. I think I saw a dead raccoon. Mm. Well, there better be a dead raccoon down there. I didn't kill that bastard son of a bitch for nothing. That's that's just being wasteful, killing raccoons and letting their meat rot. Oh, and you're saying nothing about his language. 
I got over it. <laughs> well, I'm I'm his elder. He has to he has to accept what I say. That's right. Them's trash eaters, and we're not big we're not big fans of trash eaters around mm, here. No, we are not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That raccoon entered my home, and I had to do what I had to do to protect my my rights as a human being. You, you hear me? Did you shoot the raccoon? Well. I didn't uh, excuse it out the front door, if that's what you're asking. Oh, 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 oh. good one, Grandpa. I, I do gotta ask, though. It's been such a long time. What what brings you down here today? Yes, indeed. Well, uh, Grandpa, here's the thing. The big man's coming to town. The big man himself. The big man's coming back. He's on oh, his way. Oh, boy. All right. And uh, the three of us have been charged to, uh, to cook him a meal. A meal. That's right. Uh, thing is... There's only one smoker I'm going to use for this. Uh, I, I hear where you're going, my boy, and mm. I'm, I'm going to have to tell you right out the gate that that is not going to be an acceptable use of my smoker. Yeah, here's the thing. We're going to take your smoker. That's that's borderline a fact at this point. So you can help us, or you can just stay up in your room and be salty. Either one works for me, but... I was coming up here as a matter of principle, but I'm going to head back downstairs out back and then uh, undrill that from your back patio. Well, good luck getting to there through the the veritable warren or raccoons who set themselves up out there. Uh, Actually, at this point, I'm going to call for the first mechanical check of the game. You're going to need to make a, uh, a roll here to convince the old Gramps to let you get out there and, and take this thing. I'm going to call it a, a dives roll based on your general approach. Mm-hmm. And so how the mechanic here works is I'm going to declare a difficulty. Yeah. I'm going to say this is a difficulty three check. And you wager your flavor rating. Mm-hmm. And you can wager, because the difficulty is three, up to three points of your flavor rating to buy th- up to three dice. Okay. Which I will then roll a set of dice, see how many come up three or less, and you'll roll the number of dice that you wagered and see how many come up five or less. And the five is based off of my dive score of five? That is correct. Got it. All right. I will. I would love to wager two of my flavor rating on this. Excellent. So, let's roll. I got a five and a one. And I got a five, a six, and a two. So that is one success on his part and two on yours. So, you take this, and in exchange, you receive for yourself... Another point of flavor rating for upholding the important values of Flavortown. So let's play this out. How how do you convince him at this point? Listen now, Grandpa, this smoker is one of a kind. I'm not going to lie to you about it. I absolutely know that. That's why I cannot permit you to go out there and disturb the delicate smoking ecosystem mm-hmm. that I've established. This is true. This is true. It is. Fourth of July is around the corner, boy. Grandpa, you know. I have ratchet straps in my truck. I'm going to seal the hell out of that smoker. Ain't nothing getting out of there while I'm towing it. You know, I'm going to put it up in the bed. Don't worry, I have a large bed on my truck. I, I, You've seen it. You've seen it. Your mother's told me a lot about the large bed on your truck. You promise you're not going to put anything else in the bed Well, my smoker's back there. Absolutely not. That would just be, that would be irresponsible, especially not a bike of any kind. <laughs> Definitely uh, not a bike. Oh, that, that'd scratch up the paint job up late. Absolutely. Yes. I would never do anything to damage the smoker of yours. Uh, and this smoker is not just cooking for some measly backyard barbecue. This is the big man. This is cooking about. for history. Absolutely. This is this is a monumental meal. And this pork loin, oh my goodness. 
if I could, if I could put the taste of this pork loin in your mouth now, you would be throwing the smoke on my way. Trust me. Mm. You know what? All right. I think that in the interest of the big guy and in the interest of the slavering that's going on in my jaws right now. Oh, that's right. I see. Oh, it. yeah. My jaws I will allow you access to the smoker, but you're going to have to clear out that raccoon situation on your own. Oh, boy. I cannot. You know, I'm in the bath right now. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Y'all, y'all never really did quite make it all the way up here. Uh, this staircase gets longer. I, I, time, d- so, I hear yeah. the sounds of trundling. Oh. I, I can tell you I hear the sounds of trundling. I'm taking a breather about, about a third of the way up. We're um, stuck behind him. Yeah, oh, we've made the bad, bad y'all, choice. Y'all here. probably should have just gone on up ahead of them. Yeah, I, I, that's what I suggested, but they seemed a tad apprehensive. I think upstairs and downstairs are both equally not places that I want to be. So I think that you need to get all that negative energy out of my house. What did I tell you about harshing my vibes? I'm in a bubble bath right now. I've got lavender scented candles up in here, and you're bringing all this negative energy. You're gonna raise my cholesterol levels. He, he talks a lot about. Uh, vibes and energy. Is he like a practicing Buddhist or something? Very odd combination. I, I am a reformed Buddhist. That is correct. You don't see a lot of those in Flavortown. I believe in attaining the nirvana, that is the ultimate bite. At that point, like a candle being snuffed out, I too shall extricate myself from the cycles of reincarnation. Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny because most Buddhists are vegetarians. Yeah, I said reformed. I don't understand what about that's so hard to understand. Mm, just the logic. Uh, it's reformed. Reformed means that some changes have been made. All right? I don't also hear most regular Buddhists running around talking about how they want to they wanna cook, cook a great meal. All right? But I'm having my meditation time, and I need you to just get these nasty vibes out of my house. Fix the raccoon problem. And at this point, I would just prefer that you leave as soon as you possibly can. Or you, I, t- I tell you what, I will, I will put a, a Buddhist curse on you mm. if you keep harshing my vibes. You better like watch that. out for that, honey. I don't want to deal with any of your Buddhist magic, sir. Mm. Look, I don't need your help to motivate me to want to get get out of my goddamn house. He's gonna reform the right, structure right of your away. face. We better go all back. Uh, yes. Let's get to the wreck. We got the smoker. Oh boy, Justin, gotta honey, I gotta, I gotta get back down these stairs. <laughs> I gotta get we'll out of the way. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll meet y'all outside. So, as he turns around and begins to trundle back down the stairs, <laughs> Shelly and Glenjamin break out to the backyard before Big Shrimpin' can get there. It's probably gonna take me a while. It's, it's gonna be a minute. Mm. This place is nasty with raccoons. They're just, they're everywhere. There's actually a small stream relatively near the smoker where a number of them are, are washing off fruits that have fallen down from nearby trees and there's actually as you step out and we're seeing this scene framed we can see the top of the smoker peek open and a raccoon skitters out from underneath it but at this point i need for the two of you to compete for the ability to collect this smoker decide how you want to approach this and then we're going to make an opposed roll in order to attain this gangsta flavor well being a natural uh connoisseur of Knives and all things cutting. I will cut my way through the raccoon hordes and unhinge the smoker. Find a way to move it 
using tools from my surroundings because my frail little body would not be able to support the weight and move it to the truck. That sounds to me like a bona fide drive-ins approach to this situation, using your agility and quick wits yep. <laughs> to move your way past these raccoons. And how about Shelly? Well, I'm impressed that Glenn would even attempt this, despite his germaphobe qualities. Oh, I, I brought a full body suit. I came prepared. But what I would do is do this the exact same way we've seen raccoons before in my previous place of employment out back. And that is we take a broom, we just sweep them swiftly out of the way. Just a one, two, one, two until you get to the smoker, unhinge and drag while sweeping with one arm. Life's not a Disney story, princess. You're going to have to spill some blood to get to this smoker. Try me, And I'm the only one who can do it. All right. I'm not quite sure how I want to rule that one, but I think that you're physically fighting off the raccoon. So I think that that qualifies as dives with a with a broom. You're you're brushing them out the way uh, unless you want to make an argument for another one of your abilities based on that description that you just laid out. I would like to based on the fact that I'm using resourcefulness to find the broom instead of going hands in and just sweeping them out of the way instead of grappling them. Why don't you just complain them to death? <laughs> uh, we only have seven hours. <laughs> All right. So that will take then also your drives or your drive-ins. So it's going to be drive-ins versus drive-ins. And the way that it works Ooh. is you wager your flavor rating, but it's capped at a maximum of whatever your opponent's statistic was. So Lenny can only wager four. Well, no, you oh. can wager up to five because Lenny's drive-ins is five. So... You can do a, a little bit of a game where you pick an intentionally bad stat to hobble the amount of resources your opponent can wager. So decide how many of your flavor rating you want to wager in this. Four. Mm-hmm. I'll put down uh, two. Excellent. Actually, I'll put down three because mm. I want to win this shit. All right. And how many are you going to wager, Lenny? I'm going to throw in four. All righty. So uh, Spencer, roll three dice. Lenny, roll four. See, this is the one time. Is that games. three successes for you? Uh, does it have to be above five? Under. It's four or below. I have two fours and a two. That's three successes. Ooh. Oh, Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so how many did you get, Lenny? Two successes. Ooh. Because as we all know, I happen to be really fucking good at rolling, and that's not fun in Flavortown. All right, so Spencer. Yeah? You get the four points of flavor rating that Lenny wagered. Ooh. Both of Jason and Lenny get a point of flavor rating for being proximal to this event. Love it. I have a feeling I would have done a, some pretty serious damage on those raccoons, too, if I had the Just chance. Just throwing your group right. around. Yeah. yeah. So, wait. <laughs> uh, you two narrate how this competition comes to a head, and Glenjamin comes out on top. I don my full-body germaphobe suit that I so expertly planned for, and I wield my fishing knife. It's like an old, rusty, gutted one just covered in fish blood, and with my quick and sly abilities, you know, a knife being quick and easy, I just slice and dice my way through the first crowd of raccoons. That's my first move. As Shelly attempts to catch up to Glenjamin, she's sweeping furiously at the raccoons, only to be stopped by one raccoon that is basically the raccoon embodiment of Big Shrimpin', just this massive massive raccoon that is just lollygagging around in the sea and it's like her broom hits a rock and it snaps the broom in half 
and she's suddenly covered with the blood and gore of fallen raccoons past. That's what you get, bitch, for using a, a broom instead of a, an actual weapon. Damn you, Glenn. Did I hear sexually aggressive language out there? No. Good. It's all family-friendly raccoon killing down here. Reformed Buddhism does not look kindly upon the use of sexist slurs. Does Reformed Buddhism also look kindly on the slaughter of raccoons? It does indeed, and I thank you kindly. Let the slaughter continue. Cut to... I got, I got a bite in the leg from a from an especially dirty raccoon, and it's it's bleeding. It's still bleeding when the battle's over. It bit me in the calf. Well, I finally got all of that raccoon carcass off of me. And Big Shrimp had finally got to the car. Listen, alright, I don't need you to be putting me down. Alright, I've been working with this for a long time. Also, how's your leg feeling after fighting with uh, a critter? Uh, you know, it was a hefty critter. You might be impressed by its size, but it, it does sting. It does sting a lot. Yeah, I'll bet it does. Also, yeah, thanks for your loads of help loading and unloading the smoker. I you really have did a, good a job. week back. Yeah. I already told you. Yeah, of course. Just of course. just keep your eyes on the road and drive. Oh, boy. Can I turn I, on the radio? No. Radio's broken anyhow. So, sorry about that. I know it is. You fine. can't even reach it from back there in I the bed. I normally just whistle tunes to myself. I don't think y'all want to hear that. I mean, unless you do. No. Okay, that's all right. You can just listen to the sounds of your heavy breathing. Yeah, we're almost there. Don't don't worry. Make sure that bike doesn't crash that uh, that smoker. That'll get me in real trouble. I mean, I can only do so much. Mm. The car's jerking around a lot, and I'm not wearing a seatbelt back here. Yeah, I'm not wearing a seatbelt up here neither. You have so much weight that it would not make a difference if we got into a Okay, now is not the time for jokes like that. I'm not making a joke. We gotta focus, all right. I'm making a simple observation based on your weight. It's so much that it acts as an airbag. Well, I would not be disappointed if this car managed to tumble down a hill and we had to cancel events for tonight. Now, you can be as negative as you want. But the second that you start bringing up situations in which my truck gets destroyed, we have a problem. All right? That's not going to be a part of any hypothetical that we talk about on this drive or any other drive that we complete today. I want you to keep that in mind. You hear? I think you're doing a perfectly good job of destroying your own truck. We all have to make sacrifices, you know. Yeah, like your leg. You pass under a billboard that is a picture of Guy Fieri, and it says, quote, We all have to make sacrifices, you know. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I apologize about that, Glenn. You're, you're right. I wish you were riding shotgun up here with me. I really do. Anyhow, where should we, uh, after we drop this sucker off, we got to get either the honey or those taters, you know? We got we to gotta do it snappy, too. Yeah, I mean, we're taters burning are, daylight. Yeah, burning daylight, of course, as you say. The taters are not scheduled to be coming in until 5 o'clock. Till 5? Till 5 o'clock. That gives us two hours to prepare. We better get to the bees in that short window. I mean, we'll have to do our best, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Let's go to the bees. So we see the truck pull up, and there's a chain-link fence surrounding a fortress-like production facility for this honey. The overall structure of the building and the complex is incredibly geometric and hexagonal. Uh, <laughs> like a beehive. <laughs> just like a beehive. Uh, and there's a number of figures very quickly darting back and forth throughout the entire facility. We can see them moving between these buildings, uh, but it all seems very, very 
synchronized and regimented. And there are a number of these employees circling around the perimeter of the building, especially near up where the gates open. And you can see at the hip of these people who are circling the facility, they have batons, which appear to have some sort of strange attachment at the base of them. Guys, do you see that over there? And she points to, in the distance past the fence, a golden door at one of the farthest hexagonal hexagonal buildings. I hear that's where they keep all of the queen bee's honey that they've prepared. Queen bee doesn't make any honey. We're literally here to get honey from queen bees. Oh, no, the company. Oh, I was talking about biologically. (laughs) I don't know nothing about that. So what's the deal here? Like Like they don't sell it? They only sell it in February. Mm, So they bottle it all year and they keep it stored in there, ready to sell it when that time comes. But we need to get a bottle of it now. I don't think they're going to let the truck through the gate. I think we might have to pull this one off on foot. I'll show you where the hole in the fence is, but uh, Uncle Shrimpin, you might be just too... Yeah, I might might be the getaway driver. Hang back on this one. Let's use your massive weight to just roll down the fence we can move the truck in and we'll be in we'll be out they won't even know and we'll make off with even more honey are you alleging carried by hand are you saying his weight is going to do more damage than just using the truck would or the fact that by destroying the gate we would be getting in and out more sneakily than just sneaking through the hole in the fence is that what you seem to be implying here you guys are poking a lot of holes in my plan without offering a lot of ideas all right, here's here's the plan. I'll hold the gate open. I'll lift or lift up the hole in the fence so y'all two can scramble on in there. If uh, if it comes to a tussle, y'all give me a holler. I'll be in there. I'll I'll find a way in there. Lord knows how I'm going to do it, but I'll be in there. Cuz I got your back in a tussle, but besides that, I'll keep a lookout from the outside and I think that's the best way to do it. I agree with that. I'll give two beeps on the horn if someone's coming. No, don't don't give any beeps on the horn. We want to do it quietly. I don't know how I'm going to contact you then. Just call me on my phone. We oh. all have phones. Oh, yeah. I suppose. Mine's in the glove box. Let me grab that. It's an old flip phone. Oh, my God. I don't use it a lot. Well, we can probably get over to the door by the time it takes him to get to the car. Let's just go. <laughs> all right. I'll grab the fence for y'all. All right. So the fence itself is guarded right now by two of these employees with their batons. Uh, Can I ask, are they outside the perimeter? Inside they are perimeter? outside the outside perimeter. Outside the perimeter, thank you. Uh, I call them. I call to them over to where we are, hiding behind the brush. Hey, there's there's some bees that escaped over here. You guys come check it out. I also work here. <laughs> Meanwhile, Big Shrimpin reaches into his overalls and laces up his pair of brass knuckles that he keeps in the kangaroo pocket. <laughs> Did you say that there were loose bees? There's the, the there's bees outside of the compound. Um, they're pollinating unregulated flowers. Oh, this is gonna ruin the whole batch of honey. All right. So this sounds to me like, like this a is a roll. With a, this sounds to me like a roll with assistance. So what happens is this is gonna be a difficulty four roll. All right. Uh, so you can wager up to four points of flavor rating, but you can split it with Spencer. So you can wager a couple, and then he can throw some in. To, to shore up your reserves. Is it a max of four between us? It's a max of four between you, mm-hmm. but if you collaborate on this, you'll split the the reward of points Ooh. that you wagered. Well, I use my smooth talking to call them over, and we'll use your brawling expertise. Who to told knock you out. you have smooth talking? Your mother? Ooh. My mother loves the way I talk. She's the only one. Don't talk about my mother! Shh. Y'all must keep it down. That's a good idea. 
whoever wants to get them two boys over here, I'm happy to tussle. I think I can handle it, so. Where are these bees? Over here. Over, over where? Right behind this bush, right where you can't see me, just down by this little river bed. All right, how many points of flavor uh, did you want to wager, Jason? And did you want to take any assistance from Spencer? Uh, I'm open to assistance. Spencer, how many are you willing to toss in? I'll want to toss it just right down the middle. Well, I'm down for two and two. Two and two. Yeah, let's do two and two. All righty. So go ahead and roll four dice. Between the two of us? Uh, just you, and we're going to use your uh, your dives score. The dive score? Yeah. All right. And anything a five or lower is a success, correct? That is correct. Okay. I have four successes. Wow. Uh, they got one. So I tussled the shit we out of them. Pe- two right. people. So. <laughs> I'd say the brass knuckles help. (laughs) (laughs) These two people come running down the hill into the slope off the side of the factory. I think I think I hear the buzzing. Where where is it? I'm just in this in this flowery bush here where my voice is coming from. Russell Russell. Did you just say Russell Russell? No, the bush made that noise. Okay. And they turn the corner and Big Shrimpin is standing there. Brass knuckles. Describe how you do this. When they turn I am partially concealed by a tree. Granted, I cannot be concealed by one tree alone. So <laughs> immediately, they're, they come running down the hill. They got a lot of speed. Their legs are unstable. Solid clothesline with a fist to the first one. Just right right in the jaw. He's out cold. Ugh. Just one hit. He's, he's out. Second one already ran past me because he had so much speed. Turns around, looks up. Now I have uphill advantage. Row, row. This guy's got no chance. Uh, please describe these weapons of theirs. I'm intrigued by them. So they are standard issue batons, mm. except they've got black and yellow paint, and there's a pretty big button okay. towards the base of them. Okay. And as this guy turns around, sees you have the high ground, he pulls it out and presses the button down, and you can see some electricity start coursing down that bad boy. Gotcha. Oh, I thought it'd be like a bee stinger. It is like a bee stinger. Yeah. He attacks him once and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like a suicide I'm, I'm feeding this. Cards. I'm feeding this thing with my life force. <laughs> <laughs> um, with surprising speed from where I'm standing, because I'm not running towards him, but just upper just body moving, agility. Like yeah, in one swift motion, I grab his wrist, and just throw myself on top of him. He stumbles backwards. I just body slam him straight to hell, essentially. Uh, land on him. We both roll down the hill, and I, I end up on top of him. He's already winded, you know, because he, he, we just roll down a small embankment together, and then I just, I just get to work on his face and just make a bad, make a bad look at him. You know, uh, I reform his face to put yeah. it in the terms we of haven't like, Grandpa Shrimpin. That's that's where the smashing smash potatoes. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, I'm practicing we'll, we'll for that. So his face is swollen. The helmet that he was wearing has come loose. Mm-hmm. A couple of teeth are missing. The glass shield that covered his face shattered, shattered yeah. all up in his eyes. Yeah, there's a lot of glass shards Ooh, up yeah. in the eye space. It's bad. I even came out. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. And then so these two guys are firmly taken care of. They're not getting right. back up. I uh, stand back up, adjust the belt. Readjust the suspenders and uh, start the huffing and puffing walk back up this shallow embankment (laughs) towards the rest of the group. Hands on the knees with every step because it is uphill (laughs) and just sweating like a stuffed pig by the time I get back. Just dripping. And as we see you begin to, to head back up that hill, we cut back to this guy 
And as he lets out his last breaths, you hear him him mutter, Tell Rhonda I've always loved her. <sighs> I'm sorry, what was that? Was that something back there? I don't know. I have a bit of a hearing problem. It sounded like he said, Tell Honda that he needs a shirt. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know who Honda is. Honda, like the cars? Let's just ignore it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. That was a weird last wish. Let's just ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Big Shrimp and his held up the gate and allowed entrance for right. Shelly and Glenjamin. Who is going to make the maneuver for this door to take the queen's honey? Also, I forgot to resolve this, but each of you guys takes uh, the two that you wagered back, and then each of you gets a, a fresh point for your collective victory. There we go. So Shelly grabs the baton instrument from the mangled body of the first victim of Big Shrimpin's brass knuckles mm. and proceeds to make a bolt towards the door, looking for some sort of electrical outlet nearby before starting the taser and shoving it in, pulling her hand away as fast as possible. All right, and who's going to be competing with this? Well, is Big Shrimpin even remotely close <laughs> to the situation at this point? Not, not particularly. He keeps managing to put himself in situations where he can't actually compete for the flavors. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately so. Bring over. Like, he is making his way in, trying to be useful. But before he reaches the front door, I uh, assess the situation and decide... To I push the button on the intercom at the front door and try to uh, convince the man inside who answers that I work there and need entry. Uh, and what's the purpose for your business? Uh, I'm sorry, what's your, your clearance code, rather? Um, my clearance code is six. So the uh, six checks out, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I... I well, you know what? I was out here just looking at uh, all the bees, making sure that they're doing their uh, job. When I lost my key card, wouldn't you know it? Couldn't find it for the life of me. Rhonda's going to be hounding your ass for this one. Oh, don't I know it? It's been the second time this week. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to. And pardon me for being on the nose. Buzz you on in. <laughs> uh, all right. So that sounds haven't to me. Haven't heard that one before. So that sounds to me like it's going to be uh, diners versus uh, drive-ins again. And so since Lenny right now only has two points of flavor rating, that is the maximum amount that she can wager unless Jason wants to call in with an assist on this one to help bolster that somehow. Uh, and that would be to bolster her diners specifically or just in general? So just to bolster her role in general, you could wager the three flavor rating of your own mm. by injecting Big Shrimpin's assistance into this somehow, probably on the back end as the escape is happening. Okay. So just inject, like, so just not assisting her specifically, just assisting the situation in general? Exactly. Okay. But would it be in competition with Glenn over there? It would be, yeah. Thing, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. You can like go individually or partner up. But one person is always on the opposite side. Like it's always a versus situation when you're grabbing a flavor. Gotcha. Oh jeez. These are tough decisions. You know, I'm I'm gonna play a big shrimp in this way. I still got that chain in the back of my car. I'm hitching it onto that door. I'm gonna rip that motherfucker down. <laughs> that sounds pretty greasy to me. So <laughs> oh. oh, it's gonna be greasy. That's a dives roll. So right. I think we're all playing to our strengths here. No, I'm a diver for sure. <laughs> and it, so it looks like everyone's playing with their maximum trait, so everyone can wager up to five on this one, except for Lenny, who's capped at two. Oh, boy. Um, down 
four. I want to keep some on the reserve. Yeah, I will note here that at the end, mm. what whoever has the smallest amount of flavor rating, yeah, that's the number of dice you roll on the final roll to impress guy with your meal. Gotcha. So you okay. don't want somebody too deep in the dumps. Yeah. Oh wait, between all of us? Yeah, the person oh, gotcha, between gotcha, all gotcha. of you. Yeah. Okay. I see. We'll bring we'll bring you back. Uh, I'm gonna also I'm gonna wager four of my flavor rating. And Lenny, how many are you gonna wager? Two. Alrighty. So everybody pony up and roll. And how many? I'm rolling four. Dice yeah, both because... of you guys, both Spencer and Jason are rolling four. Perfect. And Lenny is rolling two. And Lenny and I are together on this against Spencer, correct? I, I wasn't sure if you were doing an assistance or if you were going at it separately. Oh. I thought that that was big shrimp and making a... You know what? I'm going to go at it separately. I'm going to do my own thing. All right. <laughs> Three All right. ways. Teamwork is how we're going to do this. Below five? Mm-hmm. I have three below five. God. Uh, that is four successes Ooh. for me. Oh, shit. I had a one and a five, so two successes. All righty. Big shrimp and takes this with four. So we're going to add four oh, dice boy. to the meal pool. So describe how this three-way conflict comes to a head and how big shrimpin comes out on top with the queen's bee honey <laughs> all right so the door the buzzes to unlock but as i'm reaching for the handle i hear just over the horizon a six liter hemi revving at full <laughs> revs that's right charging down the field across uh the campus towards the door mm-hmm so it breaks down the exterior gate, obviously, peels up the driveway, spins around, does a perfect like a like an e-brake 180 spin, putting the tailgate right next to the door. Big shrimpin' hops out, saunters over to the back, takes the hook, which was previously dragging along the ground, uh, hooks it onto the handle of the door, saunters back over to the driver's seat, and just drives. Just goes. The door the door being ripped off and yep. me having a bad leg couldn't get out of, of the way in time mm. door hits me yep i'm unconscious out boom and he can take his time sauntering in yep and and uh, shelly is yeah shelly what are you up Shelley's to doing, doing all this well shelly um did not get her hand out in time and subtly <laughs> electrocuted <Shit>. herself <laughs> oh bitch everyone's everyone's hurting themselves around here uh so i while you two are both incapacitated uh i scream the truck into reverse just peel right through the doorway back into a large tower of canned honey destroying the what, can it here yeah it's in it's in a can, can the honey which was surprising destroying everything that's at waist height also the same height as my tailgate just everything there and below gets crushed Absolutely destroyed. But everything above there avalanches into the bed of the truck. Oh, perfect. Fills up the bed. Yeah, so it works out. Does um, it damage the uh, smoker? I'm really? It does not. That, that thing's okay. built like a brick shit house. Let's drive out Glenn. I see Glenn unconscious on the ground. Wander over. Just pick him up one brief motion. Sling him over my shoulder. Lay him down on top of a bed of canned honey in the bed of the truck. Put the tailgate back up, of course. Don't want anything falling out. Shelly, are you you're conscious? Yes. Definitely incapacitated. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, sling you over his shoulder as well. Just toss you into the shotgun. Close the door. Guards are running towards me from a far distance. I just you know one gets to me. Give him a swift punch to the gut. He keels over. I climb up into driver's seat. Peel out, dragging the door behind me the whole way. I never unchained it. Like like a man. Yep. Just taking it with me. Like as a man with business. 
all the honey is falling into the back of the bed of the truck. A sign wafts down and lands conveniently propped up on the back window. And it says, you can catch more flies with honey, but you catch more honey being a fly. Turns out those posters are just plastered everywhere in that factory. Yeah. Everywhere. And they have a, they have a speech bubble leading to Guy Fieri. Yeah. As mm. if misattributing the quote to him. Yeah. Yeah. He would never say something like that. No, that's preposterous. Something so crass. It's, it's a gross misuse of his so image. misogynistic absolutely that is not like him at all absolutely tasteless which is why i'm so absolutely on board to rip down their front door because that's kind of what they deserve they've been around for too long yeah quite they, frankly you can't abuse the yeah. image and they treat their their workers like crap that's what i hear yeah just drones i don't really talk to them i just knocked them well, unconscious you couldn't yeah they're bees that's true so we can see that the sun is starting to settle in to that sort of five o'clock zone as you guys tear off back down the highway and back at the factory we see an employee step into the wreckage with a massive beehive hairdo uh she puts her head in her hand and just says damn it all <laughs> and uh we see her name tag and it says Rhonda on it oh geez that's gonna be rough later on she's gonna have a really rough day but before we transfer to the in and out, Jason gets a total of six points of flavor rating from the combined efforts Jeez. of <laughs> Shelly and Glenjamin. And for their participation in the event, Shelly and Glenjamin each get a point of flavor rating. So Shelly is at two points. Glenjamin, you're at seven. Mm-hmm. Shelly is at one point. And how, how's Big Shrimpin doing? Big Shrimpin is at 14 points. Jesus Christ. Goodness gracious. He, he is, is a paragon friend. of the virtues of Flavor Town. He's, uh, he's just absorbing all of our flavor. He's a hometown hero. Um, I'd like to add just a brief description to Big Shrimpin. Tattooed on his knuckles are the letters C R A W D A D S, spelling crawdad. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. He's big into shellfish. That's perfect. He only punches fathers with his right hand. With a dad fist. Dad. <laughs> right, he's got one for punching people's faces, and he's got one for dad punching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but we cut to the in and out. Underneath the red and yellow light of the sign, we see a truck with men in ski masks moving around, shuffling potatoes. All right, you think we're ready for this one? I've heard that... Uh, We've, you know, we've never made a shipment this large before. You think that you're going to make it out of this one okay, O'Shaughnessy? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I'm nervous as I'll get out, but you got to do what you got to do for your mommy, right? As we see the truck pull up, door from the factory behind it just sparking up around. <laughs> um, <laughs> still just dragging it. Still yep. dragging it. <laughs> Glenjamin is neck deep in honey yep. as is his bicycle <laughs> and the smoker and there's the smoker, the smoker back, there, back yeah. there as well it's a big it's bed. a big bed i mean i feel like i already stressed that enough. i could go back into it if you guys <laughs> all right like. think about how think about big ben the clock right <laughs> and then just this is that for truck beds it's a it's a big bed <laughs> think about there's an episode of um mtv's cribs featuring shaquille o'neal his bed is circular and has the Superman logo on it. It's also the biggest bed. One of the biggest beds ever made. Think about that bed, but truck bed. It's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, Shaq could sleep comfortably with company. Absolutely. With a smoker. <laughs> with a smoker. <laughs> this truck bed just sounds infinite. <laughs> it is a distortion in the space-time continuum. <laughs> it's the Mary Poppins bag of truck beds. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> All right, so you arrive at this here in and out as the great or the 
the uh, the door on the back of this truck slides open, and you can hear the cocking of firearms as the IRA begins to pour out of the of the truck uh, as a couple of guys in like full on riot gear are grabbing these iron tubs of potatoes and preparing to transfer them out of the vehicle. What do you do? Uh, I'm still buried, like, in your truck bed. Right, I'm gonna get out and, like, walk over next to you in the truck bed, because, like, your head's peeking out, yeah. and so I'm gonna, like, walk up and, like, prop the elbow up on, like, the, the side of the bed so that we can all have a little group powwow. All right. And Shelly hops up and sits on the side, Great. railing of the bed. All right, listen, y'all. I mean, I do have a rifle inside the cab of the truck, but one rifle, just, it ain't gonna take them down. I don't think we can physically outpower these guys. No. I don't think we have it in us. One rifle on the ground isn't gonna do much. Just let me, let me talk to my guy. Just let me out of here and let me talk to my guy on the inside. I was unaware. That's how I knew about this. I was unaware. You yeah, that's, how, that's how I found out about oh. this delivery. Well, yeah, let me, uh, let me shovel these uh, cans of honey off you real quick. I I'm use both. St- I'm still pretty salty about you knocking me out. That's, I'm gonna bring that up later. It was, it was we'll an, talk about it later. Well, it was an accident. So. Well, I'm still quite jittery about the whole thing. So I dig Glenn out of the bed of the truck. Takes 30 minutes. <laughs> so so many cans. <laughs> they are moving this iron crate of potatoes very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, Uncle Shrimpin. They're they're gonna finish up soon and drive away. All right, just climb on out. It's like just stand. I'm, I'm very small. If you stand straight up, the rest of the cans will fall There's off. There's still of like you. 20 cans on my body. Oh it's, my. Too much weight. For 20 me. cans. They're, they're roughly it's the size me. of baseballs. I don't understand. It's holding me down. Good Lord. Regardless of what you think, it's still affecting how I move. <sighs> Shelly switches her legs over so that they're hanging off the inside of the bed and starts kicking these cans Just off of him. Being completely useless. Hey, she's doing her best. Uh, so now Glenn is fully uncovered yeah. from the pile of cans. Also, I um, do not believe that she is doing her best at all. <laughs> <laughs> So She's, quote, I, I walk up uh, along the side of the truck and pop out and surprise some of the men. Hey, fellas. Oh. What, what, uh, is Mickey around? I want to talk to Mickey. Oh, yeah. I can, I can get you over to Mickey. Uh, you're just going to point him out for me? Yeah. Uh, oh, sweet. Oh, and then easy. one of them just like immediately takes off their ski mask. Yeah, it's me. What? Oh, what are you doing? Mickey's wow. not a pikey. <laughs> Mickey, what are you doing? Mickey, just, I wanted to talk to you, call in that favor you owe me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that favor you owe me? Yeah. Uh, no. That favor I owe you. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I always got it mixed around. I, I don't remember who owes who. <laughs> uh, part of the RIA instead of the IRA. <laughs> Dyslexic <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, yeah, <laughs> So, listen, you know, the boy, the big, the, the guy, the guy's coming to town. Yeah, the big guy's coming to town, yeah. Uh, it's, maybe you've heard, so... I was wondering if you could uh, cut loose one of these crates of your of your potatoes, your golden loot here. Oh well, you know, Irish gold. First of all, it's offensive that you call it that. <laughs> Irish gold is just gold. <laughs> but I might be willing to part with these potatoes for a price. And go ahead and give me a diner's roll. And this one is going to be because escalation difficulty five. So you can wager up to five points. Mm-hmm. Are you going to roll five? I'm going to roll three dice oh. with a fives and below count as a success. And Spencer's rolling uh, how many dice with a... Um, huh? I'm going to roll also five, putting up five for this one. Unless somebody wanted to assist so he didn't have to deplete his pool. So I'll hop in for an assist. Okay. Lord knows I have something to spare. Uh, uh, big, what's, big Shrimpin backs what, me up as the muscle. That's right. Just As intimidation and just fear disgusting... Uh, Factor. And I like to point it, put it out there. Is this a diner's roll? Oh, yeah. 
I oh. I do have four tiners. Oh. Uh, so I'm great at putting people at ease. I'm like a I'm a big cuddly bear until I put the knuckles on. <laughs> <laughs> but when that when the knucks go on, the gloves are off. Yeah, when the knucks go on and the divey part of me comes out, you don't want to be around. Um, what's the max? Uh, five is the max he can wager. So he has seven flavor rating right now. Uh, I'll I'll send four his way. And I, all right, you only have to wager one. I'll do, I'll do it. I got your back. All right, so Lenny, I'm going to need two of those dice that you <laughs> that you're effectively hoarding um, in the corner. Unless you want to chip in here, partner, or not. Partner. Uh, no, this puts you at your max. Oh, okay. True. All right. Let me have a spot so I can get to bed. <laughs> no, you just you, you keep watching. Just I mean, keep... actually, that might be smart. I'll retract one of mine if you want to put one of yours in. That way you do get some kickback. I would love to do that. Yeah, let's do that. I'll take one back. So Jason has three in. Jason has three in. Lenny has one in. And Spencer has one in. There we go. Shelly uh, takes off the ponytail she's been wearing and flips her hair out dramatically, batting her eyes. Wow, Shelly, I never noticed (laughs) how beautiful your hair was. (laughs) (laughs) You can't see anything with those glasses. Oh, actually, that's exactly what they're for, is so I can see anything. Let's roll these dice. Uh, So we roll as many flavor ratings as we put in? So just Spencer rolls five dice. Get him. I only put in one. Oh, yeah, but, but my they thing. wagered with you. Okay. So they supported you, so you get to roll um, five dice. Need one more. And I think Jason's got them. Uh, and he has to get under what? Uh, five and under counted success, but I'm about to roll for... For the IRA. They got two. All right. Two, two under. Two, three, four under. All right. Four. So you guys have collectively convinced him. Let's play out this scene. Okay. I think that it might cost you a little bit. If you know what I'm talking about. Well, okay. I take off my shirt. Hey. What? No. no oh. Oh. <laughs> no. Hey. Not this. Not this one. No. Uh, no. I'm sorry. This, this is I'm a so serious operation. We're in the middle of. I'm so embarrassed. We're in the middle of a serious operation. Oh, yes, Shelly. Yes. Hold on. Let me Shut talk to my up. accomplice. Shut up. How oh. much money? I wasn't necessarily asking for money either. What do you want? I happen to know people. I want an autograph. From? Who the fuck do you think? Guy Fieri. Yeah, Guy Fieri. <laughs> you don't stop by in Flavortown, hear the big guys come into town, and not ask for an autograph. Listen there, uh, buddy, your name was, uh... Mickey. Yeah, my name's Mickey. Oh, so- sorry, Mickey, I was over. I was over by the truck. Like, uh, say I'm pretty it. fine. I just don't understand that's why anybody would want an autograph from him. D- that's, I, that's I don't understand why anybody who doesn't understand the appeal of Guy Fieri would be in Flavortown, quite frankly. That's slander in this town. Cheap Brent. Shelly. Seriously, look around you, you can't escape the guy's gaze. Gestures out, billboards, statues, flyers. So, uh, Mickey, let me let me spin you a little yarn real quick. Last time that my truck blew out two tires, because obviously I have one spare, I brought it into the tire shop, and lo and behold, guess what they had up on the wall? Oh, tell me, please, please. They had a signed tire by your man. A tire. A tire. That's right. Signed by the one and only Guy Fieri. So, naturally, I... Uh, I took out a second mortgage on my home, and I bought it off him. Of course. And I actually, I keep it as the spare under my truck, because I know my house can get broken into. All sorts of bad things can happen, but if no one's, no one's taking my truck. That's the safest place that I can possibly think of. And, you know, I would be happy to let you take a photo with it, if you would like. If you I, want it, I'll go get it for you. And she winks at Big shrimpin. I'll, t- I'll take a picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely take a picture. That sounds su- super cool. Uh, no, I'm saying you can have it. 
Let's uh, trust, let's, no, trust me. Can we have a trust me? Oh, I'll, can we have I'll, a sidebar? <laughs> if uh, if you're just gonna upgrade from from a picture to giving me the tire, then I'll absolutely. Mickey, give me one second. I think uh, I think you and Glenn have some things that you should catch up on. Seems like you haven't talked in a while. Uh, Shelly, can you join me over by the truck, please? Of course. I saunter back over to the truck. How many spare tires do you have under there? So I've one. I've one spare. One. Yeah, it's a regular truck. I mean, granted, it has a large bed, but that doesn't mean I'm going to keep extra spare tires under there. Do you have a napkin? One single napkin? Yes. Uh, Yeah, probably in the center console. Well, then give it to me. For what ends? Trust me. I don't don't quite understand where you're going. And people have claimed that I do not have quick wits, and that is backed up by my drive-in scores. But but sure, I mean, if if this is what you think is the best plan, then yeah, you can do that. But remember, we do have in our back pocket, he literally just takes a photo with this tire, and then we <laughs> return it to under the bed of my truck, and <laughs> we're none the wiser. But okay, if you insist, uh, let me grab... Uh, <clears throat> Let me, oh boy! Jeez. It's right there. You that can center, just reach it. The, just the center console gets farther and farther every time I try <laughs> to leave. It's really not truck. far at all. I swear, Jesus! Either that or my arms are getting shorter. I don't understand. Uh, here you go. Here's a pen too. And Shelly perfectly replicates a Guy Fieri signature as if she's seen it a hundred times. Well, that's pretty good. We might be able to give him that. Let's head back over there. Look, you. You can't keep calling it Irish gold. But it's just, that's what it is. It's gold and you control it. And you're Irish, so that's just what it's, I'm It's call. not gold, though. It's Hey, boys, how are we doing over here? Uh, can you settle something for us, please? Yeah, absolutely. What you got? So the potatoes are gold, right? So, and you would call it Irish gold, and that's totally fine. What do you call the potatoes, huh? I call them taters, personally. Taters. Yeah. Yeah, tater, taters is a fine thing to say. They're useless. I would say Irish gold would be the equivalent of gold, gold. Like, no it's just understands. gold. No one understands. Like, Look, you don't find potatoes at the end of a rainbow next to a leprechaun. You find you gold. You if you're it's Irish. Gold. Look. I don't think. No, the, a leprechaun is an Irish thing. I don't think guys. the rainbow is so like gold is kind of our It's kind of our shtick. Look, Irish cream, that's glorified cream with alcohol in it. Yeah. I thought that I've was had some of that. a sex thing. Uh, we have your autograph. Oh Might be. Okay. Oh, yeah, it turns out we're rustling through um, a glove box. Jeez. Uh, found precious family heirloom, a uh, assigned napkin. Don't worry about the grease stains. Those those are genuine. They're from his hand, your, his self. That's right. Straight from the mustached lips of Guy Fieri himself. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to check for authenticity. I'm going to I'm gonna have to do I'm going to have to verify it. I exchange a nervous glance with Shelly. Shelly nods reassuringly. And at this point, I'm going to call for the contested role to clinch these potatoes. Oh, it naturally seems like it's pitting Big Shrimpin and Shelly against Glenjamin. Okay. But how is Glenjamin going to make his move for the taters? I unbutton the top button on my shirt and <laughs> wink at him and say, my offer's still on the table, Mickey. What a sell. <laughs> what a sell. <laughs> uh, so... You had me at Mickey. Oh, boy. that was the last word I said. <laughs> Took a while. I'll, I'll call that diners. I'm a little tempted to call it dives because it's a little bit of a weird, greasy move on his part. <laughs> charismatic slickness. <laughs> yeah, the charismatic slickness. But he's using his supple body of Glenjamin. I, I mean, I would say that the. Okay, it's up to you. I, I, mean, would, I would err I'm, on the side of dives. I'm going to call it dives. I think I'm going to have to call <laughs> it dives. <laughs> the only way that this makes sense narratively is dives. Yeah, because this action is not putting uh, poor Mickey at ease. No, I think that's making it pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, By any means. You are just... Yeah, Glenn is an awkward kind of guy. And Was there... 
I think they... some sort of payoff from the previous all three of us. Oh yeah, I forgot. Action. Of... Oh right. So what happened last time? Uh, it was total of five wagered. One gets put into the pot overall, and then you split it three ways. So everybody got two from the last one. Oh okay. So yeah, the math works out such that out of that last exchange, Shelley gained a point and Glenjamin gained a point, but because of the disproportionate wager and the way they had to split up three ways, Big Shrimp is actually down a point of flavor from that maneuver. Which brings me to a whopping thirteen. So I'm yeah, just, I'm still overwhelmingly <laughs> lead. But on your end, it's definitely a a drive-ins. This is using your quick wits to make that forgery. Okay. Or unless we wanted to, mm, I would argue I would, it's dives. I think too. I think it's still dives because it's like a sleazy it's, it's, con. It's sleazy. It's yeah. sleazy. All right, I'll roll for dives. The biggest thing there is you would be the beneficiary of this, I leaving Shelley's final flavor rating of two. Okay, which means that the very in the flavor, flavor pool, right? In the flavor pool at the end, we'd have to roll under two. Under two, yeah. I see. Why is it? Unless Shelly wants to make this dives check against... Your max wager is one. Because that's what... That's what his dives rating is. Sorry, guys. Who's leading this one? Would it... Who's uh, taking point? Is it... I thought it was them two versus me. It is them two, but one of them is the primary actor. Okay. And we need to decide if that's Big Shrimpin' or Shelly. So I think it makes more sense for me to take the lead... That way, if we do win, the only thing that could happen is you receive kickback and I lose some number, but whatever. This is going to be Dives on Dives, spearheaded by Big Shrimpin' oh boy. and Glenjamin. Let me just put it out there. I've not lost a Dives check. Right, but you can only wager one point. You can only roll one die here. Ooh, all right. I'm ready. How many are you going to wager, Glenjamin? I'm going to put in all five. All right, so roll your one die and you roll your five, five dice. dice. I have one success. Whoa! Or five. <laughs> so that's three versus one. Yep. Glenjamin gets the one point from from Big Shrimpin' and wins. We add three meal dice to the flavor pool. Bang, bang. That was, All right. That was like the best possible outcome. So. <laughs> so does that mean he goes for it? <laughs> what happens is you unbutton the top button of your shirt. Oh, 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 that's precious. No. O'Shaughnessy and I are in, uh, we've got a committed thing going on. I appreciate the gesture. Uh, oh. You know what? Come on, you okay, know no. I'm better than uh, well, that, you're, you're that kind chump. Of, no, he's he's been a good partner to me. I'm not going to lie. He's been a good friend and a good partner. But you know what? I This is really uncomfortable. Why don't you just take the potatoes and go? You're breaking but, my heart, uh, Mickey. Okay, favors have been cashed in. I'm, I'm really sorry to break your heart, but you you knew our our situation. During this dialogue, I'm grabbing one of the metal crates and dragging it back to the truck, losing all of my breath. <laughs> and Shelly is just if that's how you really feel i'm i'm very much in love with o'shaughnessy very much i'm sorry i'm sorry don't be sorry <clears throat> okay <clears throat> all right just i feel i feel like you knew that when you unbuttoned your shirt i feel like you really did yeah i kind of <clears throat> did i was just gonna see you what happened see where it takes us i'm sh- i'm sure that there's a nice guy out there who's gonna like you someday it's just Oh, oh boy! Oh, that's a heavy one. There's no, there, there's no one out there right, for me other go. than you, Mickey, Ugh. and my cat. Maybe you should take those potatoes back to Glendrum the cat because Mickey and O'Shaughnessy I forever. Yeah, OTP. Okay. Just gonna lift you right up into it the bed. It keeps stinging every time you say it. 
Huh? All right, well, oh. you should probably get out of here. Um, uh, maybe it'll start staying in life. Oh, uh, I don't think so. That this hole in my heart's real deep. All right. Come on, Glenn, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not done. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we're, we're done here. We're definitely done here. Yeah, I guess You're I guess not going to get here. invited to the wedding. Hey, guys. <sighs> what? What? For the love of guy. One sec. The potatoes are in the bed of the truck. All right. Sweet. So am I. Okay, cool. Give me a sec. I gotta climb up into the cab. Oh my god. Oh look, boy. Look, Glenn, um, I'm gonna sit in the bed of the truck too because the inside smells so much like sweat that I can't breathe. It is getting toasty in here. Alright, well, while we're stopped, can we uh, throw out all these empty cans? I've been eating the honey while we've been riding around. What? Yeah, it's just, it's been taking a long time and I got hungry, so, and I got, I got low blood sugar problems, like diabetes, right? So, honey. I got I have ate some of the honey, like twelve cans. That's a lot of honey. I feel kind of sick, to be honest. Oh boy, I apologize, folks. I am a leaky faucet right now. I am just, just dripping. No, take your time. There's a small I'm making, puddle forming by the cast. I'm making mud over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's get back and get this over with. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Uh, can you? I'll. Can you turn on the AC before I climb up in there? I, I just. I would really appreciate having it cold before. I, before I make the climb up into the seat. Shelly hops out of the bed, gets in the front, turns on the AC, hops out, and then hops back in the bed. Big Shrimp and climbs up into the cab, rests his head on the steering wheel for approximately three to five minutes, just breathing very deeply. And then uh, starts the car and drives down the road. All right. So we cut back to the Civic Center. The smoker's been set up. It's smoking. Mm. And at this point, Big Shrimpin has taken point on the mm. cooking efforts while Glenjamin and Shelly play second fiddle. It is time to resolve the meal roll to determine the quality of this meal for the big guy who's coming back soon. So your meal pool right now is 11, which means you're going to be rolling 11 dice Wonderful. on this roll. But because the lowest flavor rating of anyone among you... <sighs> is Two. three i think uh, because at the end of that everyone got oh wonderful one more so the lowest flavor rating among you is three yep everything that is three and under is going to be a success all right so let's roll those 11 dice and narrate how this goes so we are looking for anything a three or lower i believe mm-hmm. and the number of successes you get here is going to be the star rating of this meal out of 10 or 11 it's gonna have 11 <laughs> <laughs> give this a nine out of 11 Oh, See, no. One. That's a six. So. That is more than 50%. Describe to me how you make a six-star meal. Well, before we start cooking, I want to point out that since we've uh, moved over to the Civic Center, Glenjamin has changed into women's clothes and will be referred to as Jennifer. That's fair. What? <laughs> that's That was his mother's name. Okay. This is that multiple people inside of me thing that you had alluded to earlier <laughs> yeah bringing it out now okay showing and showing come to light i love that it's also very clear that um shelly is very comfortable in a kitchen <laughs> she's very familiar with the terrain yeah. and i spent a long time uh, like changing and putting on makeup and a wig and everything that i had not started uh boiling the potatoes yet oh god yeah so that's setting us back so we lose a couple stars on the uh on the lack oh, of... we'll get there. On the taters. <laughs> okay. Just that's what I was doing. All right. The honey glaze is phenomenal. Wonderful. All righty. Everything's all smoked up. That's right. You plate the meal. Oh, God. Plated so well. 
So what we have is a large rectangular plate about, let's go, uh, let's go like a foot by eight inches in, uh, in the specs. Uh, one half of the long end, so one tw- uh, 12-inch side, is just one full pork loin, just covered in the best pork rub and glaze you will ever see. Really just delicious looking. Top right corner of the plate, we have deep fried mac and cheese balls. Now these things are covered in Parmesan cheese on the outside and a mixture of many different cheeses on the inside with the mac. Um, They were baked, so crunchy on the outside and covered with the sweet, delicious honey glaze on top. Other corner, potatoes, boiled potatoes (laughs) with salt. (laughs) <laughs> they are not quite boiled to perfection they are whole potatoes they are entire potatoes that were boiled for a brief period of time salted like 10 minutes and then plated with really they're really delicious looking things yeah. really just that corner is bringing the the whole plate down and then off to the side we have a small bowl with a artisanal salad that i believe shelly put together shelly would you like to uh, describe this salad for everyone well, absolutely. This salad is a seasonal favorite, and it is really championed by an arugula that brings a little bit of zest to the plate, keeps it light, keeps it crisp, that has mandarin slices, and... Wait a second. Are you Rachel Ray? What? I can tell by the way you're describing she's an imposter. I always get mixed up with her. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> there's a little bit of those... uh crispy wafer-like pieces that you find in salads nowadays. Uh, I think you mean a waffle cone. Not quite, but okay. Wait a second. I saw in a magazine once someone used a waffle cone in a salad. Who? You know, You know. I think it was Rachel Ray, actually. That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, I was in Better Homes and Garden. Uh, yeah, I, I read like that somewhere. Before. Well, she's um, a phenomenal chef. That seems like a She's not odd a phenomenal move. chef. She's garbage. How dare you? Oh, now you're suddenly a supporter of TV chefs? Oh. Or whatever the woman. I've never not is. been a fan of TV <laughs> chef. <laughs> chef. Chef. All right. I don't think that's a gender-based term. Like waiter and waitress. No, not the same thing. No, I it's think. not chef and chefette. I don't know. <laughs> not saying it would be chefette. It's cheftress. Chef. <laughs> Chefo and chefa. Following you. Just what? drop it. All right. <laughs> it's chef, and I've never not been a fan of TV chefs. I've only ever not been a fan of Guy Fieri. Well, there's only one woman in. That I know of that wouldn't like Guy Fieri. That's right. What are you trying to say? Trying to say that you're, you've been undermining us from the beginning. You don't want this to be a success. Of course I want this to be a success. Why wouldn't I? I think you're jealous of the big mans. You don't even know who I am. Mm, do I need to? Shelly, if that is your real name. It's Shelly. And at this point you hear peeling through the early evening air. As we see a red convertible pull into the parking lot of the Civic Center, and Guy Fieri himself exits the vehicle, the time has arrived. I push together my fake boobs. I think look really, really nice for Guy. I adjust my belt buckle and suspenders and dab my forehead with a, uh, with a napkin or two. Shelly hides so her hair in a bandana and wears glasses. Back in the main room where you guys did your planning... Mm. Guy sits in one of the Husky and Poodle booths as the dish is plated in front of him, brought to him by Big Shrimpin' as the other two sit behind him. So, uh, thanks. Thanks, Big Shrimpin'. 
Absolutely. It's our pleasure to serve you, sir. Remember, uh, if you need anything, just give us a holler. We'll is that... In. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, of course. Is that Jennifer Glutton? You look like you haven't aged a day. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's me. Not a day. Oh, guy, you're so kind. Seriously, man, you look money. <laughs> Wait, guy, how, how do you know Jennifer? Hell, I've always known Guy. We go way back, at least 30 years. 30, 30 years? Yeah, probably at least. Oh, yeah, and what's up, Rachel? I'm not Rachel. Yeah. She rips off her glasses and tears uh, her bandana. What do you think of the salad? Uh, I, I like the mandarins. The mandarins are good. They pair well with the honey. The honey barbecue sauce. Why don't you try the potatoes? I made those. Shut up. Uh, uh, mm, yeah. Uh, okay. What's, what's that face? I know that. Look. Uh, I, would, I would call overall the dish out of five stars, six, but the potatoes are decidedly lackluster. You can at least fry these bad boys. You never complained about my potatoes before when I boiled them. My son never complains. You know what? That was before I was the most famous man in Flavortown. You may be that was most... before I became a god, Jennifer. You are not a god. No, you're right. I'm more than that. Don't I'm you... Guy Goddamn Fieri. <laughs> Don't you even That's right, joke. sir. That's absolutely right. You can't make food like that salad to save your life. I don't care if your contestants one celebrity cook off twice and my own only one once. You don't deserve the fame. That's exactly why I swapped out the pork loin with human meat. Wait, what? 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 I sabotaged the whole thing. I did. I would wouldn't stand you guys having a better restaurant flavor rating than me. I'm a professional <laughs> chef. What are you talking well, you're about? A professional chef that's now cooked human meat. I just put human what? meat in my grandfather's smoker. I'm really in the doghouse now. I'm already in the hiding from Beyonce's crazy fans, well, yeah, thinking that I'm Rachel Roy. You've all had a taste of the meat. Now you all are sick with the hunger. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, oh my. Oh my God. Do we still get that five out of six out of five? No, stars? no, you don't. You do not. You said you really liked it. Not at all. Uh, yeah, I liked it until I found, I found out what it was. No, you're all banished from Flavor Town. Wait, what? About, banished? Wait, wait, Mister Fuel. Guy, I just want you to love me. What about the mac and cheese balls? Those were not made with human meat. I assure you, I was there Those the whole with human time. Milk. No, the mac and cheese balls were bomb as hell. I'm not. Yes. No demerits to the mac and cheese balls. Thank you. And up until about 30 seconds ago, there was no demerits to the pork loin until I found out that it was man loin. What about about the rub and sauces? Did they complement the human flesh well? Not... Look, the like fact I, that it was human look, flesh aside, did it complement the protein? Pre-reveal, I'm saying you got six out of five stars. Absolutely incredible. Wonderful. I've worked on a human recipe for a long time. Where did you get that meat from? Post-reveal, though. <laughs> you get zero. It's zero stars. Out of how many? Out, still out of five. <laughs> the scale on that end has not changed, but you got zero out of five stars. Well, if it was zero out of zero, that's still... Glennifer, good, where right? did you get the meat? Why is that so important to you? You know what's important to me is we I'm wondering two people today if you here. enjoyed the rub and the sauce and the mac and cheese balls that much, I don't see how we still got a zero. Zero is the absence of good flavor, and there was still some goddamn good flavor on that plate, and you know that, Mr. Fieri, with all due respect. I mean, in his defense, my dog food is very highly rated, and I don't look very strictly at what kind of meat goes in there. Not that I would ever be a proponent for human meat consumption, but... I'm I'm not going to deny that there was merit to this meal. However, the presence of human flesh 
in this meal taints the whole thing. You know what health rating the Civic Center has now? It's an F. I'm required by law to report this. An F out of how many? An F on a scale from A to F, but with no E for some reason. F being... The worst. Oh, got it. The absolute pits. I really drop... You work in the restaurant industry, do you not? Uh, I do. I do. I do. I cook at home. Okay, but but none of you work in the restaurant industry anymore. Hey, I still work (laughs) in the restaurant industry. No, you don't. I'm banishing you now to wander the earth. You and I have the same amount of way in food network communities. You know... Ms. I Ray, might be more I'm, famous than you. I'm just as upset as you are, trust me, but I'm, I'm going to call that a lie. That's simply untrue. How dare you? I mean, the big man just banished me from my smoker forever, but I, can st- I still have the distance to admit that he is way more influential than you will ever be. And I apologize for You've never to tasted that to fame, and you, Guy Fieri, have never tasted pain. Bet you've never tasted human flesh. <laughs> I was about to say, there's a pleasure <laughs> to that. And Guy Fieri has. Yeah, I've, ta- I've tasted flesh, and now I've, I I would say that I've tasted pain at this point. Yeah, I've but, tasted the pain of betrayal. But would you say that the taste of flesh and pain merited an absolute zero, or or something a little bit above that? Because because there were merits. It's, What's look, important is the ma- flavor. Mathematically speaking, okay. mathematically speaking, yeah. the presence of human flesh constitutes okay. a negative six to any star rating. Uh oh. Okay. So it balances out. It, okay. it was. I see. Yeah. It was it six? See, you take a negative six from that, you get zero stars. Okay. On a regular five star meal, you introduce human flesh. You're at a negative one star. Okay. You're still pulling ahead in this game. Yeah, yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. But seriously, I do need you to leave Flavor Town as soon as you possibly can. You've literally eaten food in the most disgusting ways I have ever viewed, and you are saying this is disgusting. You are disgusting, guy. I'm a celebration of American culture. Now you're a cannibal. I've taken you all down with me. Jennifer, out. I ripped my wig off and put on cat ears. And I'm, I'm now... Oh, hey, it's Glenjamin the cat. Yeah. Now I'm now my cat, Glenjamin. Hey, Glenjamin. How, how are you? Meow. All right. If, if you uh, ate a, a dog food, Glenjamin, what kind of dog food would it be? Meow. Just, That's what I thought, Rachel Ray dog food. That does make a lot of sense. Uh, well, I... Jeez, I really... Not to poke fun of your current state, Glenchman, but I got my tail between my legs. Uh, I guess I'm going to head back head back up to Mississippi, where I came from, because I'm, I'm just a broken man. I got nothing else right now. I'm tired of hiding in Beyonce's shadows. I'm tired of running from her fans. I need to be me again back in front of the camera. Yeah, cooker of human flesh in front of the camera. Meow. They're going to like that one. I'd like to see you try and stop me. Okay. <laughs> if you want me to bring in legal action, I can bring in legal action. That, that's if that's if that's what you're asking. That's pretty doable. I have plausible deniability. No, you don't. In what way? In what world do you have plausible deniability? So, I literally did not know flesh was being cooked until Glenjamin announced it. Or Jennifer, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Glenjamin didn't talk. Glenjamin just showed up. <laughs> that's a Meow. But you cooked the meal. You were there for the whole preparation of the meal. I was meal. working on the salad. It's a it's a hard stipulation mm. in the contract that you signed when you agreed to live in Flavortown. Fuck Flavortown! It's fine. You're banished. You're all banished. And so we are going to cut to the epilogue. <laughs> oh my god. Where each of you are going to have an individual scene of your shame <laughs> after having disappointed Guy Fieri. <laughs> so we find... Glenn, Jennifer, or Glenjamin in the Everglades. He now hunts for all of his food and lives in a little swamp shack, wrestling with his multiple personality disorder. All right. Uh, who's that knocking at the door? 
That's Glenjamin talking to the wind. To the wind? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> His career was pretty much over. He didn't have a very popular diner to begin with. Had no friends or family to speak of, except his cat, who he eventually ate. The cat, who was another personality of himself? He had a real cat. Oh, he did? At the beginning. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought the whole time he was also the cat. Yeah, I thought that that was the big twist reveal. That was the Shyamalanian <laughs> twist, was that you were the cat and the human the whole time. I think he, not even he knows who he truly is at this point. That's true. As far as he's concerned, he also um, ate the cat. And so he, like, pulled a Hulk and lives in the wild... So the other man can't get out. Yeah, until Black Widow comes to recruit him into the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this was all a Hulk pre- prequel. <laughs> Rachel, as we now know, Shelley is, is currently plotting with jail veteran Martha Stewart mm. on how to get out this time. I believe Martha Stewart is currently out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. Oh, okay. That's why she's saying get out this time. Gotcha. This time. Okay. I was all caught up in the uh, semantics of that one. <laughs> Big Shrimpin returned back to his family's estate in Mississippi, where um, his barbecue joint in Flavortown obviously got shut down, unfortunately. And he packed everything that he owned into the bed of his truck, which conveniently carried all of it. Um, back up to Mississippi, where he lived out the remainder of his days through his parents' digital tech fortune that they had amassed. His father was kind of an early, he got in early on Microsoft, and so just lived out the rest of his days on the estate, making barbecue for himself and double-checking the meats that were that were always getting put into his smoker, which he now just owned because he didn't bring it back to his, to his grandpa. How's his grandpa? Oh, the grandpa. Okay, so the grandpa stayed in the tub for a while got out for a few more months <laughs> for a few more minutes actually oh. <laughs> uh got out and the raccoons of the backyard had regained their numbers because fun fact raccoons actually their population grows faster in urban areas than in woodland areas fun fact about raccoons total survivors and they just they overtook him and he uh he was he was killed later that evening wow yep. dark rest in peace and it was directly related to our actions so have that on your conscience. Thanks, guys. I don't have a conscience. Thank you guys for playing Flavortown with me. Is there anything any of you have any reason to plug as we wrap this up? Please listen to Swallows at the South. Yeah, please listen to the podcast that you're listening to right now. <laughs> yeah, continue to listen. Um, we can go from this to this. Uh, not currently, no. I mean, National Comedy Theater in San Diego is a sweet, swell place, specifically the college team. Yep. Wow. We, we all perform there. I don't really, I haven't ever really played D&D. Nor have I. Yeah, this is my tabletop, third so. tabletop game ever playing. I think it went well. I'd like to thank <laughs> Quinn for having us. Yeah, Quinn. And, excellent. Uh, excellent job. DMing. Uh, what's the term? For uh, it's the it's GMing, but GM. it's Guy Master. Guy so. Master. Yes, thank you for Guy Mastering this game <laughs> of Flavortown. <laughs> I had a blast. It was very fun. All Thanks right. for having me. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Alternate ending for Rachel Ray. She wakes up. She's standing, looking out a window with an orange juice in her hand at the Bahamas. And she turns around. Good morning, love. And Jay-Z is in the bed. Aw. Alrighty. Happy ending. <laughs> Maybe? I guess. <laughs> to some extent. <laughs> <laughs>